Check, check. Mic check. This is the Fly Moto 60 Show. Presented by Maxxis Tires, Pro Taper, and Get Data. On PulpMX.com. Taking your calls and looking ahead to the races. With your host, Steve Mathis. Yeah, welcome everybody. Fly Racing Moto 60 Show. We are live. It is March 11th. It is 11 a.m. Pacific. And man... Nine rounds down in Monster Energy Supercross Series, and uh, ten coming up this weekend. Seven rounds left, three of them in Dallas coming up this weekend, and then three in uh, Atlanta. Pretty exciting. 702-586-7857. Give us a call if you got something uh, on your mind. Uh, Fly Racing Moto 60 Show. We are going to have Charles Caslew, and we are going to have um, Jason Thomas, hopefully, on the show today, and uh, please check, please give us a call, 702-586-PULP. Anything on your mind, let us know. Fly Racing, their 2021 line is deeper than ever before. All new light pant, of course. They have also uh, got the Formula Helmet with Rion Technology. They got the Formula CC Helmet as well. So those guys got doing big things. Zone Pro Goggle, Justin Brayton uh, running them, although he's not. He's going to be in Dallas. He's going to try to ride. Not 100%, uh, not for sure. He's 100% in for this weekend, but uh, he'll be trying anyways. Mitchell Oldenburg in the Zone Pro Goggle. Uh, Mitchell Harrison in the Zone Pro Goggle as well. So flyracing.com. Go to your favorite uh, retailer or e-tailer, order online, uh, or go to your local shop and support them. And check out all the latest and greatest from the folks at Fly Racing. Max's Tires, of course. The SGB Max's team. Uh, A-Ray, Rod Bell, Jeremy Smith. Uh, using Max's Tires, developed by Jeremy McGrath. And, uh, yeah, mountain bike tires, light truck tires, trailer tires. And folks at Maxxis has got it going on for you guys. So please check them out. Pro Taper as well. They're a leader in motocross control components since 1991 when they created the first oversized handlebar design. Remember that thing on Bradshaw's bike? Remember how it blew everybody away? The one-time conventional concept has since become the industry standard appearing on all Modern production bikes today, ProTaper continue the, the legacy of innovation through products like the microbar and the all-new self-engaged launch assist system. The first start device that you can easily set by yourself, Star Racing, Chaparral Honda, Rockstar Husky, all using ProTaper products, of course. I also want to thank the folks at FMF Vision. Uh, they're new this year. Zach Osborne running the FMF goggle. Uh, Savachi Bogle as well. Phoenix Racing Team. Peters, Osby, and Lopes, uh, they'll be racing this weekend. Uh, they were doing Arena Cross uh, last weekend, but Peters and Osby will be there. So please check that out. They're born from a desire to outperform and go faster. For nearly 50 years, FMF Racing has been leading in the pursuit of precision, power, and speed. They now expand into vision, offering a full range of performance goggles and accessories. Welcome to the power of sight. Give them a follow on Instagram at FMF Vision. 
uh, for more. And thank you to the folks at Get and Athena as well. They have an RPM dashboard uh, available now, so that's going to be used by some teams over here in the USA, and they're, of course, used by a lot by teams in Europe. So, And uh, Athena products as well, whether it's uh, the clutch packs they have, piston cylinder kits, fork seals, Connecting garage, engine valves, whatever it is, they'll dial you in. If you want a discount from the folks at Get and Athena, use the contact form on pulpamex.com. Uh, simply send us an email, and we will pass that on to the folks at Get and Athena, and they will dial you in just for being a listener to the Fly Racing Moto 60 show or actually anything of pulp at all. So, again, Charles Castlew and Jason Thomas coming up today. Taking your calls, holding things down over there. The Tis, what's up? Hi, Steve. Do you think Uh-oh. if we see Cade in fourth place comfortably in the LCQ that somehow something happens and he drops back to get into fifth place? No. No, no I don't think don't he's going to do that. No, I don't think he takes I don't think he's going to do that. But, the money, huh? But this is the last weekend to set it. I know. Yeah, to this set is, it. This so, is the make or break weekend. Yeah, this, is, uh, this takes 10 riders into the Yamaha LCQ Challenge, We take and we pay seven of those guys. So, mm-hmm. um. Yeah, I mean, he got thirty grand last year, so was, that's saying. no joke. Yeah, that's not no money, <laughs> not nothing to think about. That's not no money. Yeah. Um. You uh. So you do you think he would do it? I don't know, Kate personally. You do, but I can tell you, if I was him, that would be really uh, tempting. I'd be. Yeah. <laughs> it'd be in my mind. That's right. for sure. Uh, what do you think of new Augie Doggy? He's very nice. Yes, very no, loving, yeah. very uh, welcoming. You know, he's not always barking at you. You know, right. R.I.P. Rocky, mm-hmm. but Augie is a very welcome uh, replacement. Oh, wow. He's yeah. got a real piece of your heart. Yes, already. Oh, wow. Yeah, he treats me with love, and, and that goes a long way. <laughs> okay. All right, yep. Good to know. Charles <laughs> Castlew, Jason Thomas on the show today. We are giving away a fly racing. It's a hoodie and a T-shirt, right? Is that what it is? That is correct. Yeah, hoodie yep. and a T-shirt. Giving that away. Uh, let's get Chuck on the line, and we'll go straight into the calls. we got a few lines open. It's Jimmy uh, going to kick this thing off. What's up, Jimmy? You want to talk about Eli Tomac? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, there's been talk about the panic button, that sort of thing. Uh, obviously, with the points deficit and the championship and defending the title, um, with this new, I guess, renewed beef, because there's kind of always been tension with Roxon and, and Webb, is, does that now uh, increase Tomac's odds because the two might take each other out? And, uh, and really screw up their own points battle. I don't think so. I think they're both smarter than that, you know. Uh, but like, we'll wait and see, you know. Uh, the way they're riding right now, I mean, they, even if they knock each other down, they're going to be up front, and you figure they can rip through the pack. Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, there's a chance. Uh, there's there, that's not a yeah. crazy theory. There is definitely a chance, but I don't like the odds of that. But uh, right, you and know, I just maybe, think back. You know. I just think back when uh, you know a couple of years ago when Roxon came back and ended up messing up his his arm again when he got caught yeah. in the rear wheel of, of Webb when they got together, you know? Yep, yeah, you know, for sure. Stuff yeah. happens. Yeah, I, I would think that they're smarter than that, but you never know, man. You know what I mean? So wouldn't that be something yeah. if, if, it, if, it went into, uh, if it went into that this weekend? Boy, yeah. Yeah, make things fun to watch. Yep, awesome, man. Thanks for the call. All right, bye. All right, that's Jimmy, Fly Racing Moto 60 Show. Let's bring in our first guest here. He's from 100% Goggles, who are partnered up with the folks at FMF Vision and doing big things there. Uh, it's Charles Castle. What's up, Chuck? How are you? Not much, Steve. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. Um, yeah. So, yeah, big big change uh, in things with, with uh, Tomac taking Daytona. Is this a Daytona thing for Tomac? Uh, was he fortunate to have Webb take Roxon 
out to the into the uh, back forty there in the second turn. Um, does he win it anyways? What's your thoughts on the whole thing with those three guys? I'm gonna go a little bit of a little bit of all of the above on that. I think it's for sure a Daytona thing with Eli. Like he's clearly really um, outstanding there compared to other places. It just I think it just works with him, and he has that extra confidence when he he goes to Daytona. You know. Yep. Um, and then Cooper running uh, Kenny a little bit high in the second turn, like I, that helped, right? Yeah. But it didn't matter either way. I think he was. He was managing the race from up front, regardless if it was Plessinger in second or Cooper in second. Like I think he he had it. I think. So yeah. So okay. He he had to win. We we all of us smart guys said yeah. that. Um, I do, and I do believe that. I think he had to win, and he made it happen. Is this just the Daytona thing? Like, are we back to Kenny and Coop for Dallas coming up? Um, I'm not so confident in that. I think it's still those two for the title. Yeah. Um, but I think Eli's going to pop his head in and win races sporadically through the next whatever we have left, seven races. Um, so more of the same of what we saw prior to Daytona. But going into that still, like, I mean, Eli hasn't, um, you know, been dominant in any shape or form, but he's still got a win prior to that. So why won't he get another win or two in yeah. his last seven? Yeah, I, I think so. I, I still, though, I mean – Jimmy, the caller there, was talking about you know those two guys taking each other out and and you know, blah blah yeah. blah. I, I don't, I don't, I just don't see it. I think they're 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 still young, and I think emotions get to them a little bit. But I, they're way smarter than ruining each other. You know, past halfway in a championship situation where they're two points apart and they've got you know whatever they're twenty something on third yeah. place. Like there, there's way too much money involved and way too much on the line for them to to be that dumb. I think. I agree. But you never know. They're yeah. still younger kids, so yeah. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> uh I I do think I wrote this uh this week in my column on Racer X, like Kenny's gotta kind of put his foot down. I he doesn't have to do it first practice at Dallas one or, you know, Dallas two or whatever. But if he gets a chance, he's gotta put his foot down, I think, against Webb. Because right now, Kenny with all the things that have happening, now Kenny passed Webb late in a race this year earlier, one of the one of the ones he won. Um you know, so that was a good thing for Kenny, right? He got by him and he took off. Mm-hmm. But, but generally speaking, Webb has got the upper hand in these things, and, and it's got to frustrate Kenny. And I think Kenny's got to strike back. He doesn't have to do. I'm not saying do something dumb. Don't t-bone him. Don't take you both down. But man, I, I think you got to do something. Are you with me on that? Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. Um, one of the Orlando's, Kenny Cooper won, but but Kenny kept him honest and was like didn't break late in the race, you know, quote unquote. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that was a turning point in Kenny's sort of mentality there that, that Cooper didn't run away from him and, um, you know, get the, he got the better end of it, but it was like not as dominant yeah. or not as much of a statement, I think, if right. I remember right. right. And I remember leaving there thinking like, wow, Kenny, that had to be big for Kenny's confidence. And then, you know, since then, I, I mean, yeah, I think one of the the next Orlando Kenny had an issue and and was a little bit back, and then this next one, whatever it was, Daytona a little bit different. So right. I'm I'm personally pretty anxious to see how those two shake out at Arlington, and I hope hope they all start up there together. Yeah, it should be interesting to see. Uh, Kenny's coming off two fourth places now. I mean, he caught he you know his his best lap time was almost a second better than Webb's at Daytona, you know, wow. but Webb got second, Kenny got fourth. Right, he reeled him in yep. twice. Uh, couldn't make it pass, and that's that's the bottom line. Yep. Couldn't get it done. Yeah, 
yeah, I mean, the point to the the point, right? Like, it, I think it, I think they both left there feeling pretty good. Like, obviously, Kenny was super frustrated, but I think, I think they both left as most racers do in most races, looking at some positive points and feeling good about their their finish. Even right. though Kenny was fourth yeah. and lost points, I think he still thinks like, oh, I I had him. I just yeah. had some weird stuff go wrong. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah, I was faster than him. I caught him twice. You know what I mean? All this yeah. stuff, but. Uh, yeah, it'll be Which, interesting. I mean, you yep. could you could say the same for guys that got you know, fourteenth and eighteenth or whatever. Like they're they're they take those little positives, yeah. and, and you know feel like oh, I'm good. Like I wow. I did this or this one lap. I have this happened. You were a racer. I think they both yeah, you were a racer good. once. That's what you do, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's what you do. You try to <laughs> you try to find the positive in all of it, and at least try to not be negative about it. Right. Yeah. So yep. Yep. sometimes you're you're definitely reaching for things that aren't totally true but i think truthfully they both have things to feel good about leaving daytona right how about uh 100 guy aaron plessinger where'd that come from great was, work oof. it was awesome and and i know you know he's saying it, it it's going to translate to other places not just daytona and I, I sure hope it does um but he's he's secretly been been better than most people i think will give him credit for this year um and in a lot of races better than maybe the results show uh-huh. But either way, this Daytona was, you know, head and shoulders above anything he's done on a 450 to date, right? From the yeah. heat race. I mean, practice, he was even good in qualifying. Yep. But, yep. I mean, heat race was super impressive. And then, I mean, the main event, man, he he actually, I think, cut some time into Eli there for a little bit. Right. Yeah, he got it down to two seconds. It was, yeah, it was it was yeah, impressive. It was good. Do you? And this is, okay. you know, this is the Aaron that I sort of thought, you know, we would see on a 450. Uh-huh. Um, it's just taken a few years to get there, so. Do you, do you think this continues? Was this the Daytona thing only? I mean, uh, you know, nobody knows, and I, I get that. But what yeah. do you what do you where do you lean? I think we see a better Plessinger, but I don't know that we see him catching the leader, whoever right. that may be, yeah. Eli, Kenny, Cooper, right. um, and finishing. You know, maybe he gets another podium or something through the rest of these. But um, I think he's better. I just don't think we see that level of better necessarily. Right. Um, look, if he, as I wrote, I, if he could just do. Top fives, uh, you know, be, yeah, be Malcolm, be, be Malcolm, be Malcolm, and then sneak a podium in there, which, here and there. Which is crazy to, to, to say in 2021, we're saying be consistent Malcolm. <laughs> just be rock steady Malcolm. <laughs> Still blows my mind. Yeah. yeah. Be, uh, you could just be like Malcolm. Yeah, he's, uh, Mookie's just, you know, I've said this a few times, I, I think this broken leg scared him. I think the crashes add up, and I think for his sanity's sake and peace of mind, he's like, you know what, I got to. I got to just survive. I got to race to make money. Yeah. I got to stay on the track to make money. You know, all this. And he's, he's doing a good job of it. And yeah. he's, he's always right around, you know, fifth, sixth. So yeah. and he'll have a little bit flash up in front of that. But yeah. for the most part, man, he's just a staple to, to fit to, to eight, ninth. Yep. Uh, 702-586-PULP. Give us a call. We got a few lines open here on the Fly Race and Moto 60. So Charles Caslew from... 100% on the line. Uh, I want to thank the folks at Get Max's Pro Taper at FMF Vision, of course. We are giving away a FMF hoodie and T-shirt as well um, today. So, uh, by the way, Chuck, good, great job on fantasy. You uh, you, you came through. Uh, yeah, about damn time, that's all I got to say. <laughs> 45th overall? Uh, yeah, something like that. I was uh, uh, 290 points. So, championship, I was 36, I think, or something. Did you make some money um, in, in Idiots? I don't know yet. I'm waiting for Dan's spreadsheet to come out because there was a um, 
I don't remember, a four-way tie for third or something. It was some big tie. Okay. That, uh, right. I don't know exactly how that works out. I should probably know that. but Well, with uh, Shady, yeah. was Shady we'll Dan Truman, Don Thurman taking care <laughs> of things. You know, we'll, 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 we'll figure it out. So Yeah, there's a there's a one, two, three, four-way tie for third place is what I was in in Indian. So okay. I don't know how that works. Do right. so we split third money? Do I get sixth? I don't know. Yeah, who knows? Dan, Dan, Dan will be on the <laughs> On the on the website, the the tiebreaker, I'm last in that, so I'm sixth because I changed my picks at about you know thirty two seconds before the yes uh, yes walkout. That... So really bites me in the ass every time. <laughs> that is the tiebreaker, I believe. <laughs> I don't, but I don't know how Dan does a tiebreaker. You know? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. yeah don't know. Uh, well, anyways, Pop Mex Fantasy Podcast uh, coming up uh, this afternoon as well, where we look ahead to, to Dallas. So you're you're a Texan. Um, Dallas brings special memories for you. Um, yeah, going there as a kid and stuff. You know, yeah. I went to you know the old Cowboy Stadium with the open roof. Like I was there for that super crazy mother in '95, maybe five. Yeah, Doug Henry Doug won. Henry, yep. Doug Henry won. Yep. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I got lots of memories from there. I, I never, I don't think I ever raced there because I always did West Coast, and for whatever reason, it was uh, on it was an East Coast round for those few years. I had, a couple of years I did Supercross, but yeah, right. still got memories going there as a kid. Um, yeah, absolutely. I remember 97 was a big race too for the Fro McGrath thing with the, it rained a little bit that, that day too, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I'm pretty sure I was there for that one too. But that, that one that Henry won, I mean, that was, that was, yeah. If I, you know, obviously I was, I was kind of younger and you probably put a little more on it in my mind, but, um, it was crazy. If I remember right, crazy muddy standing water everywhere. Pretty, pretty gnarly. Um, Dirt's been like been better uh, the last few years. It's, yeah. uh, they've they've sourced it out. I don't know when they changed it or whatever, but it's definitely been better. Yeah, it's, it seems like it's a little like a little sandy's not the word, but a little you know looser, right. right? And almost like some red in it, you know, a little bit of that red red clay that yep. um, not as hard packed as it has been in the past. So it's been been pretty good. Yeah. the last few years. Yeah, I, I look forward to it. Um, I think. Uh, I mean. Talking about Tomax and you know, you said he's going to be in the mix and he's going to get some wins and all that. I agree. I also don't, you know, uh, AC's out, Osborne's out. Those are two of my guys that I said are going to win races this year. Um, Barsha's been okay. Man, it's just those three going to the finish. Do you, I, I can't yeah. see anybody getting I in agree. the mix, right? Yeah, I don't. I don't. I'm Marvin, maybe. I don't know, Marvin. man. <laughs> I mean, he got uh, second. What? Yeah, the last Orlando, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah, let's see. I think Marvin will poke his head in here and there and get some podiums. I don't know that he gets a win in these last last right. few, but you never know with him. Like he, he's his whole career been pretty damn consistent, and this year it's just gone off the rails as far as yeah consistency. consistency for I know, right? It seems like it's just been weird stuff. Like, and he just when you start to think like, wow, Marvin's really mm-hmm. out of it. You know, he'll throw one a yeah. second or a third, and right. be like, oh wow, he's still good. So. I see Marvin getting some podiums, so mixing up the top three a little bit. But for the most part, I think those three got it pretty handled. Yeah, I think Sexton could show something. Uh, he dropped, but he didn't really yeah. show much at Daytona. He dropped back from an early thing, and then he, but again, he ate his handlebar in practice, so he was a little bit rattled maybe <laughs> from that. Yeah. Uh, Ferrandis, I've been waiting and waiting oh, for Ferrandis. He's been so fast and just, I, I guess, similar to Marvin a little bit, where speed hasn't been the problem. It's just weird circumstances and bad starts and mm-hmm. untimely crashes um if, it, if at any point he starts up front and stays on two wheels for 20 minutes plus a, a lot man he's i think for a shoe in for a podium or 
at least top five. But right. the problem is he's got to start up front and stay on two wheels. Right, right. And it's funny how um, as the season goes on, and you've watched enough of these and been part of them, Chuck, for a long time, as the season goes on, you just sort of have this air of resignation by the other guys that are not in the title hunt, you know? Mm-hmm. So Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, there's some of that. Uh, I right. think Dylan, you know, Dylan, I, I think he's a lot start dependent um, because, I mean, he's got crazy fast speed when he's coming through the pack. He just, man, he's got, there's too many good guys for him to get into a top three or five position starting 12th or 14th right, right. on the 450. Man, there's just too many good guys. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's go to some phone calls here. First up is uh, David. David, what's going on? Welcome to the Fly Race and Moto 60 show. Hey, Mathis. How are you today? Good. How are you? Thanks for calling. Very good. Thank you. Hey, I wanted to see if you could uh, give us a midterm grade on uh, Star taking the 450 program over. Hmm. Good question. Um, I mean, I think it's been good, right? Like, at yeah. this time last year, though, Barsha was on Factory Yamaha, and he was, like, fourth in the points. So, True. you know, True. so that was a better spot than any of these guys are in now. But, yep. uh, well, Mookie's fifth. AP seventh yep. and Ferrandis is ninth. That's three guys in the in the top ten. Um, you know, for people who were looking for Star to turn the bike around, quote unquote, we haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Uh, what do you think, Chuck? I think it's been positive. Um, I I don't think. I, I guess the riders right now on Star would probably tell you the bikes, you know, some sort of significantly way better, awesome trying to talk themselves into the bike right right great. <laughs> yep, um, yep but ultimately i mean results are similar but i think if you're gonna have to pick a side i would pick that the bikes and the riders seem to be overall performing better even though like you said um barsha was better in points last year but it seems like everyone's doing a little bit better yeah it'd be interesting to see if we go to salt lake if they're better right like remember how bad ap and barsha yeah. were last year yeah. there yeah um, yeah, they, didn't, they did not like the hard pack, did they? No, they didn't like the hard pack and they, they, the elevation. They said the elevation yeah. made the bike slow, but then when they tried to add power, it couldn't get a start. It was spinning, and you know, um, correct. Yeah, no, I, I, I if I got to go with a midterm report, I'm going to go B. I'm going to go with a B. What about you, Chuck? Yeah, I'm, I'm good with that. Yeah, yeah. I think we're going to, like you said, we'll learn a lot um, when we get to some of those harder pack ones to see if. They're able to improve what the weakness was yeah, yeah. clearly before. But uh, it hasn't been a negative. They haven't done a worse job, no. that's for sure. You definitely can't you, no, can't, yeah, you can't say that. So thanks for the call, man. Hey, real quick, Matt. Yep. What's been the hardest part to source on your Project CR? Ooh, um, well, there's things that are just discontinued, right? Um, yeah, case things. Yeah, the case was a big thing. The right case was available from Honda. The left case was not. And so yep. then I had to spend nine hundred dollars on a used left case, uh, and then it was cracked, and um, then I had to get it fixed. Sorry, it wasn't cracked. My original ones were cracked, but it was uh, the motor mounts were taken out because I guess they used it in like a cart, you know, like a like a like a dirt truck oh. like a dirt cart. So then I had to Got get a. So then I had to get them uh, the motor mounts fixed, and that cost yeah. me the machine shop. So um, transmission was good. Transmission parts are hard to find, but this one was in good shape. Um, you know what you can't get is the radiator louvers anymore. You can't get those. Yep. Um, so yep. I I got the white ones that that mine are black. So I got white ones on there. Um, 
Now, you know what? This one hasn't been bad. The Cowie, the 90 Cowie that I built, the chicken replica, was horrible for, for parts. I probably really? bought I probably bought five sets of those kick, Kips valves to make one decent set. Um, really? Yeah, because they were just all discontinued. Um, transmission gears were hard to find. So, yeah, I, I would say that Cowie was really bad. This has been okay, though. So. Love it. I'm an 80s CR guy, so. Oh, thanks, yeah. Man. Nice. Thanks, man. All right. Take care. Take care. Uh, we got a Pro Taper hour meter as well to give away to somebody. Uh, so thanks to the folks at Pro Taper, protaper.com. Uh, Charles Castle on the line. Uh, Killer is on four. Killer, what's up, man? Hey, how's it going? Good. Thanks for calling. Thank you. Um, I'll piggyback on his call really fast. What's been more surprising with uh, uh, Barsha getting five top fives or Star Yamaha is a group of getting six top fives? Um, I don't think either one is that surprising. Uh, what do you think, Chuck? Is there one that's more surprising? Um, no, those are pretty similar, I think. Right? Like, like Barsha's solid when he doesn't crash and, and yep. starts up front. And the the three guys on, on Star Yamaha, I think everybody had high hopes for them getting top five. So, yep. coming into the season. So, yeah, yeah I think AP's ride in Daytona. A, yeah, it's a push for me. I think AP's ride in Daytona was the most surprising ride of the year, maybe unless you count Sexton leading those laps at Indy because he was gone, like just gone. Uh, but he crashed. He ended up crashing out. So maybe that wasn't that surprise. I would say AP's result, Charles, is the most surprising one of the year. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, um, I think that's more surprising than Sexton being really fast and running up front and crashing. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, I, I even like the – but for me, Chuck, like how he was pulling away. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that kid's got so much speed, though. Like, he's so fast. Um, yeah. I, uh, yeah, so I wasn't crazy surprised okay. in the moment. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, okay. I, I'll go AP. Uh, what else, Killer? Uh, my big question was I was calling. It seemed like on Race Day Live that somebody mentioned that Cooper Webb was back on the air shock again this weekend, and then I heard something on Swap Moto Live about it, but I – I mean, it seems kind of surprising that they would just go back to the air shock like that. Yeah, it. Uh, I'm with you. Maybe Daytona because it was more outdoors-ish and, you know, breaking bumps and choppy stuff. Maybe they saw a benefit to the air shock at that one. From what I understand, I wasn't at Daytona. From what I understand, he had ditched it totally for the, for the previous three races or so. So yeah. I hadn't really heard. And again, we can't really go down to the pit. So the photographer guys have a little bit of an edge because they can just got that big lens and they can just zoom in, you know. Um so I haven't heard one way or another. I didn't hear for Daytona. Chuck, did you hear anything? I did not. But from everything I heard, it seemed like they were they went away from it, and that was a key to his success in Orlando, maybe. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it'd be yeah. surprising that he that he went back to it. Yeah. So killer, I never heard actually. Yeah. Good. Good point. Yeah, that would surprise me if they. I mean, I could kind of get where maybe a bigger company, not KTM, would push. Be like, no, you guys need to develop this air shock. We want it on the next generation of bikes. You know, yeah. like. But KTM, I would be kind of surprised if they were like, no, let's, let's put the air shock back on. And I just didn't know if anybody heard before yeah, the, going into Texas if yeah. he was forced to run the air shock or no, not. No, he would never be forced. But I can't, yeah. But could you not maybe see it being good at Daytona because it's such different bumps than yeah. regular Supercross, right? And so maybe mm-hmm. in testing, it just worked better in those conditions. And then come Dallas this weekend, it'll be off, right? Because it'll be traditional Supercross. So, um yeah. Okay. Uh, Killer, do you want a Pro Taper hour meter? Uh, I do not have a bike that I could put it on, but okay. I appreciate it. No problem, man. Thanks for the call. 
Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, ProTaper.com, of course. Uh, FMF Vision, Maxis, and Get all on board with us. Fly Racing as well. Moto 60 Show. Charles Castle from 100%. Uh, we're giving away a fly hoodie and a T-shirt. So uh, 702-586-7857 if you uh, want to call in and talk a little bit of about Dallas. Do you look for – well, I guess uh, one of the things I've written down to talk about, Chuck, is Justin Bogle. And we had him on the Pulp Show Monday. He's gone uh, – um, 10-9 the last two races. He's been a much better guy. He's moved to Florida. He's working with Dan Truman. Maybe that's it. Um, um, <laughs> that's but, the key. Yeah, but he's been good, man. Like, I told him on the show, like, I, I know maybe he didn't appreciate this, but if you can just stay in the top 10 in this class every weekend and, and start, you know, getting closer to top fives, that's that's a win for me. Yeah, I agree. For for a guy like Bogle, I think that has to be the mark. Of course, he probably looks at himself in a higher regard yes. than that. But yeah. being realistic, man, if he can be you know top twelve or thirteen every race, that would be a huge improvement for him. Prior to the the ten and nine that he's got the last couple of weeks, I mean, he was mid to back high teens. Like right. it wasn't. He wasn't right. close to the top ten or twelve. So yeah, I think I think top ten's a Big ass. Oh yeah. In for the last seven rounds, but um, he's been good, man. But these last two have been really, really solid. And he, I don't, I don't know what to attribute it to, other than maybe the move to Florida. I, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, he, he just talked about moving to Florida. He's riding with Anderson and Joey uh, Savacci, the the Lawrence brothers, like just riding with faster people. Right. He's oftentimes he's the guy that uh, is they're, they're starting first and trying to stay ahead of those guys. Um, mm -hmm. But dude, as he's like Jason Voorhees. Bogle, he just can't be killed. Like just when you're like, oh, dude, like his his head injuries are bad. You know, he's had injuries. Like ah, maybe, you know, maybe it's time for him. Like he just rises up. Yeah. He, he can't be stopped. Yeah, I was kind of on, honestly a little bit surprised he one stayed on the Rocky Mountain team for mm -hmm. this year, and two that he raced this year. Even yes, I kind of thought that was going to be the end of it last year. Yep. Um, and then after the first few rounds that he joined this year, man, I was like, man, this is. He should have, yeah. Probably not. Not came back another year, but he's right. turned it around. So no, yeah. He's had like literally like three comebacks. That's been like where you're just like yeah. ready to write him he's off, like, like Trey Kennard. Yeah, yeah, really, right. Um, also, <laughs> yeah. too, Marty. Marty is having a tough year, Chuck. Yeah, it's tough. I, I really hope Marty can at some point get a whole shot in the main event. And we can just see a little bit of, you know, keep our hopes up a little something, bit. Something, right? it's been rough. Yeah, just give me something. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm sure that ends with the front end washing out and he, <laughs> you know, gets 12 anyway. But right. at least give us something, Marty. Right. Um, give, give us some sort yeah. of reminder, Marty, of your Ecuadorian speed that we know you have. Yeah, because right. we haven't seen much of it. It's been, I mean, there's been a couple races where he's been, you know, in the mix a little bit for a little while. But for the most part, man, he's been kind of buried, yep. which I think probably has something to do with the the results and the crashes and things is because he's kind of buried in the pack and, you know, trying to make moves. and Right, right. But, yeah, it's been tough. It's been uh, tough for Marty. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, we, gotta, we haven't talked 250s yet, so let's talk some 250s. Uh, but first, Jason will kick us off with that. Jason, welcome to the Fly Race and Moto 60 show. Um, what's your question, man? Um, so, yeah, so, uh, well, Blair, you know, on uh, Race Day Live was talking about how you know, he could see Cooper just kind of like winning out for the rest of the season. I was like, eh, I don't know. He's very high on Cooper. So do you think uh, McAdoo's win kind of like propels him here? And uh, do you think we got a little bit tighter battle going the rest of the way? What do you think? Uh, how's this going to sort out, do you think, Chuck? 
I don't think so. I mean, I don't. I don't think Cooper wins out the rest of them, but I. I still put Justin, you know, firmly in the the driver's seat, even though he doesn't have the red plate anymore. I think he's on a traditional Supercross track. Um, I think he's he's got the rest of the field covered, in my opinion. I uh, McAdoo is Sandy. There's no doubt. He looks mm-hmm. like a new guy this year through two races. He's not scared to send it and make mistakes. Um, so maybe he's fixed that. But I'm with you. Like, I don't know what happened to Cooper at Daytona. He had three shots at a good start. He qualified fastest. He had three shots at a good start. And he got a red flag in one of his races. And he couldn't do it. And I don't know. I blame Will Hahn, I guess. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. A good start. That was a weird race for Justin Cooper. And I don't see that happening yeah. again. So I don't know about running know, yeah. the table, though. Jason, is that what Blair said that he'd run the table? Yeah, he was. He was like, uh, I don't really see anything getting in the way, and I was kind of like, you know, I, we've seen Cooper. I think last year he had that. He had that blow up race. So I mean, I could see, you know, he yeah. wasn't bad, but he could have an issue. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Um, don't listen to. Blair. Yeah, I, he, I, yeah. Go ahead, Chuck. I, I don't. I don't see Justin Cooper winning the rest of these rounds, but I also. I also, if I'm putting money on something, it's it's that Justin Cooper wins his title. But I was taking nothing away from McAdoo, but I think it's just Justin Cooper's time. And I think on a traditional Supercross track, he's, um, I think, the guy. Unless something crazy has happened for his start, that I think I'd, I'd lean. I think I think you, Steve, were talking about it on your review show or something. That it has to be something like the tire or the gearing or something that they were doing on his setup for Daytona must have negatively impacted his, his starts because he's so good at start. He's been so good at starts forever. He's on the, you know, I would yeah. argue the fastest bike on the gate. Yep. There's no reason all of a sudden from, you know, Orlando two to Daytona, he just all of a sudden forgot how to start. It right. didn't happen. Right. So uh, something, something. Up. Jason, do you want a pro taper hour meter or a fly racing hoodie and t-shirt? Um, can I take the hoodie and t-shirt? Yeah. That'd be cool. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, you can. Stay on hold. We'll get your information, and Fly Racing will send that out to you. All right? Thanks for calling, man. All right. Thank Appreciate you, guys. Thank- you know, it's funny. Um, And, you know, and Chuck, talking about 250s, th- we said this going in, so this isn't a mind-blowing fact. But Forkner, Craig, and Nichols are all better than everybody but Cooper and J-Mart. And they're probably better than Jmart, truthfully, in super in supercross on the West, right? But the yeah. but the second, third, when you look at Styles and Brown and Marchbanks and Hunter and Troll, Swole, Jordan Smith, they're all pretty close. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. I, I I'm not buying into the the West being, you know, crazy harder than the East. I mean, the the end of the East. Let's be real. It's pretty depleted, but yeah, we're um, talking. Well, you got to talk uh, fully healthy both coast. That's how yeah, you, you talk right. round two, round one, or round two of the East first. You know, round two of the West. It, it's not as lopsided as I think people make it seem. Right. Um, there's a little bit more meat in the middle of the West Coast, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really not that crazy far off, in my opinion. I right, don't think right. that's a. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. So we got McAdoo with his first win. And that was easy to see, especially after Orlando too, where he, you know, mm-hmm. he rode a good race. Marchbanks has a win. Um, no one else does. Oh, Jordan does. 
Uh, I don't think Jordan can win, though. But he, but I don't know what the hell's up with him. So I know he got, he got hurt in Daytona and yeah. stitches or something. But but he crashed um, out of Orlando and, too. He's got twenty stitches yeah, from I, Daytona. Like Jordan is. Yeah. He needs to get some confidence and on a roll here. Something. Yeah. Um, and I don't know how. I don't see it happening. No, I don't either. So so yeah. who gets their who gets the next? You know, so Cooper wins whatever two out of three Dallas or whatever. You know what I mean? Uh, however it works. But who gets it? I'm not sure anybody else does. Oh, okay. All right. I don't know, man. I guess it's hard to believe that you could say the whole series would go on and there would just be two winners. Like, that's super unlikely. Mm -hmm. Like, I wouldn't bet on that. But looking at the list, Hunter Lawrence, maybe, gets a win. But I don't – he hasn't shown anything to me that makes me think he's going to take that step and and win a race. But – that, that would be the only person I would bet on, I guess. Really? Okay. All right. So you don't think Styles can, you know, like, or, no. you know? I don't think so. I mean, Styles rode incredibly well at Daytona, right. but, and I think it's going to be good long term. Yep. yep. Um, but I don't think he's, I don't think he's straight up winning a Supercross under normal circumstances this year. Maybe right. I'm wrong. I hope right. I'm wrong. Yeah. But right. I don't see it. Do we, when do we get worried? We're not there. But when do we get worried with the with Thrasher and Fry? I, I, <laughs> I, I'm sure Bobby Reagan's already worried. Oh, he doesn't uh, we, have a we, whole we, lot of patience. We were so. joking already about them being fired. Like you know, yeah, I, yeah. I'm sure yeah, the patience is going to run out pretty quick because you know they're on again, arguably the best bikes on the gate, and they just haven't started up front. They haven't ran up front. They haven't been fast in a practice that I can recall you know it's just been they're kind of buried and maybe that's you know of course they're trying to learn and such but do you I think Bobby Reagan and the star team look for a flash here and there to just kind of keep our hopes up that they're, they're going to figure it out haven't seen it do, do you think they will like what, what's been going on like what look I don't expect them to be on the podium or you know what I mean but the, they need to get I mean they both need to be four to ten every race and getting better yeah i mean you look at the i agree you look at the results and nothing against cody shock because he rode incredible but like that's the kind of ride you would expect out of a rookie star racing yes. team rider yes yes 100%. not 100 not you know just getting 14th or 12th or whatever they've been getting right. um and it just you know pierce brown i'm sure if you i'm sure if you asked you know Bobby Reagan, or even ask Jarrett Fryer and Nate Thrasher where they kind of slop themselves. I'm sure they look at themselves like, uh, you know, Styles or a Pierce Brown, and you know they're just they're pretty far off from that. So it's weird though, Chuck. Their outdoor know. results were solid, but they were both good. Yeah, you know? the, yeah. I, there was no indication from Fry, who rode more in races than Thrasher did outdoors, that either one would be like this through two Supercross rounds. Yeah, you also wouldn't have thought that about. Masterpool, so I, I don't know. Like, yeah, I know Masterpool has the weirdness because he, you know, didn't want to ride Supercross or whatever that story was. Um, so there's a little more, I guess, understanding there than than the other two guys because they've had a mm-hmm. full off season that I know of, I, that I've been here about them getting hurt. So right, right. I assume both Thrasher and Fry had a full off season of testing and riding and Yamaha track and wherever else. So yeah, it's they should be better than they they are and and we'll see i think we're only two races in so yeah, yeah, again i'm not no panic yet but right, right. by the end of salt lake you know they better have some you know the 5 to 10s racked up 
No, no, no. By the end of Dallas, they better have some five to ten <laughs> racked up. Okay. I, I think they got three. They got three th- races. They got okay. three races left <laughs> before okay. Bobby fires them both. I, I don't know. Um, uh, <laughs> they it's, just show it, up at they show up at Atlanta and they're like, "Hey, your bike's not here." Yeah, it's got Cody Shock's numbers on it now. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Shock's been really good. Really good. Really good. Yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, look, he got um, he got I, tired and he faded badly, but that's fine. I and think. that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree. And I picked him for Pulp Mex Fantasy, actually, for Daytona. Um, and he was a great pick even with the fade. He still got uh, 52 points, I think. Um, and to me, it was like he rode really good at the at Orlando, too. Mm-hmm. Um, he was just outside the top ten, and there wasn't any crazy flashes like Daytona. But, like, if looking at his result, like, man, he was just good. Like, I felt like that's just where he fit in. It wasn't like he started first and got 12th. Like, he was just pretty yeah. solid 12th and then um you know he, i think he rides sam fairly well so that went in a little bit to my sort of picking of him at daytona but uh-huh. um he's been impressive like i he was pretty bad at supercross last year if i remember right um but outdoors last year like he was a little bit that he rode what did he ride uh paula i think yeah fox raceway yep. last one it was good like he the kid can clearly ride um so I've been, but I've been impressed with his Supercross skills. Yeah, for sure. Let's go to uh, Andy on one. we got a few lines open still, 702-586-PULP. Andy, what's going on? Oh, just living the dream out here, Steve. I hear you. Down in the trenches. Oh, yeah, nice. What's uh, what's your question? Oh, the uh, uh, I just wanted to say about um, Styles Robertson and Pierce Brown. I mean, how good were those guys? I, was, I know that Robertson was um, – an amateur phenom, you know, and slated to be good. But, uh, uh, you know, af- after he jumped on top of J-Mart, you know, a week or two ago or whatever, I was kind of hating on the kid. Uh-huh. But, uh, man, he, ma- he made a believer out of me. What do you think, Chuck? Was, he was good. And I've known Styles since he was five years old or something. Um, and the kid's always been, been a standout. He was incredibly good on, on 50s. Um, and then, you know, good, not, uh, you know, this crazy dominant um, kid on, you know, 65s, 85s and such, but good, always in the hunt and always around for championships. The kid works hard. His family's all in in it. Like, I, I'm, a, I'm a Styles fan. Um, so I, I was a little surprised. Like, I didn't expect that out of him, but I expect him to be a you know, top five, six, seven guy week in and week out. Yeah. I mean, to me, yeah, maybe not a second-place guy, but – this is what, like, Jordan Bailey and Jalik need to do. You know, talking about past rock star Husky totally. riders. Yeah. You don't need to win. You don't just – you got to hit the podium once in a while and you got to be top five or six because you're on a factory bike, you're, you're running a great training program, and you have all the, all the advantages that so many guys don't, you know? Right. So, yep. uh, Andy, do you want the Pro Taper uh, power hour meter? Oh, my God, I need it. I want it so bad, yes. Uh, all right, stay on hold. We'll get it to you, all right? Thanks for calling. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, we're we're trying to get a hold of JT uh, Chuck, but uh, he's he's flying and he's supposed to land by now. So hopefully you can stay on longer. I'm, yeah, I'll just just pick up the slack. Yeah, no problem. Once again, uh, so Seth Hammaker, Seth Hammaker, one good and uh, then a crash and a fight back from way back to eleventh. But I still I like this kid. I think he's going to be the real deal. Yeah, I, I'm not too concerned about the eleventh. I think that's sort of expected out of a rookie to have some of those. So stats is you know, almost as bad as it gets, like that's his bad race. That's more than fine for a rookie in Supercross. Yeah, I, I agree. Do you um you think good? What about Troll Train? Like can we we look, we 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 were hurt. We came in with a injured leg, you know? 
So yeah, I'm I'm surprised he was racing Daytona. Right. Because uh, we went we went backwards. So that you know we're not too happy but, with that. Uh, yeah, I feel like that's to be expected. He was Pontius on the ground two weeks ago. So um, yeah, I, I think he'll be fine and he'll get better. Um, it's just a super unfortunate situation that he crashed in that first one because right. I think he could be a healthy healthy Amart. You know, is probably pretty damn good at Daytona, and I think he's you know a top. You know, three or four right guy in the points right now. If that you know went differently at round one, yeah, I guarantee you he's pretty pretty pissed because Daytona is his kind of place, right? And he could have. Yeah. You look at Styles and Pierce Brown, and that can be him all day if he's if he's one hundred percent. Right. You know? Yeah, I, <laughs> so, I agree. Um, what do you make of uh, Ty Masterpool coming in? I, I I mean, I had heard that Star had him at Supercross, watched him, and was like, "You're not ready." And then he was not happy. The family was not happy, but he was like, hey, you're not ready. You're coming back for outdoors. And then we saw him ride great, you know, the limited times before he got hurt. And I got to say, it looks like that was justified by the star guys right now. Yeah, unfortunately, I I think so. And I I don't know enough about the kid to, to know. I know he switched bikes right before the first round. Um, so I'm sure that wasn't easy. But the first round, it was a guy at his caliber outdoors, well, we saw last year on the Star Yamaha, Red Bud and such, like he should be able to jump on any bike the day of the race and be able to make a main in the 250 class. And it wasn't even close at Orlando. So no, Daytona was good to see him bounce back, um, but it's more of an outdoor track. So I'm just as confused right. I, now. I, that's kind of that's kind of where I was going with this. Like I don't, I don't know. I just don't know. I don't know. I really don't. I'm I'm curious to see how Arlington goes. It'll be a home race for him. Um, but I'm. If you told me he got twelfth or he missed the main by eight spots, I would either way. I'd be like, oh, okay, all right. <laughs> You're like, all right. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Switch it back to four fifties and again seven zero two five eight six pulp. Give us a call. Fly racing moto sixty show presented by Get Maxis uh, Pro Taper FMF Vision. All on board with us. Did you think Chiz was not going to Chiz there in the LCQ? No, no. I was I was confident. Oh, I dude, he was good. He like stalled his bike. I thought, and he got like rammed. I was like, oh god, he's not going to do it. Oh, but he's just so much smarter than all the rest of the guys. Like they're going to crash and run into each other, and he'll okay. just work his way methodically. Like I, I, I was never really stressed. I was a whole lot more stressed watching the 250 LCQ for Masterpool. That's for damn sure. Did you have but, Masterpool in fantasy? Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Me too. So that was great. You just uh, weren't going everywhere with that. Yeah. Like yeah, first first gate drop it was like oh, okay this could work second gate drop what the hell and the third one I'm like oh my god we made it <laughs> yeah it was, it was nuts man i was, was I, yeah, I, i'm with ups and downs. i'm with you on that like i was the same way i was just like i cannot believe this kid he's he's killing yeah. me so yep uh yeah it, it oh, yeah cheers yeah i don't you don't ever bet against cheers right you. right okay all right he's got to be he's got to be buried on lap three to to have some sort of right urgency right if he's anywhere near the, you know, sixth, seventh, or so, yeah. eighth, and within the first couple laps, I, I feel pretty good about it for Chiz. Right, right, yeah. No, I guess you're probably right. I was maybe maybe I jumped the gun too much there uh, on on yeah. the old number eleven, because um, right now, I mean, the main events aren't easy, and he's just just clocking them no. in there. He was he was telling me about how much pressure he feels now to Chiz because everyone just, you know, lights up Twitter really? when he does really? it. Really, yeah, That's funny. yeah, and he says he That's feels funny. a lot of pressure now. So. 
a lot of pressure for that, not not the fact of making 450 Supercross main events and making money and all that. It's, no. it's, the, it's the Twitter backlash from Pulp and X. Yes, people. yes, absolutely, right? Okay. Uh, hey, yeah. uh, Chuck, we'll, we're going to let you go. we got a hold of Fly Racing's own uh, Jason Thomas. Uh, thanks for uh, stepping up for longer than, than I, I promised, or longer than you uh, than I made you promise for. Uh, appreciate it. Uh, Dallas, you're going or no? You're not going? No, sir. No go? Okay. There. Well. It's nice to have. It's nice for you and I to finally rebound in Pulp Mex fantasy. So that that's good. It's you and about, I, yeah. about time. About time. Yep. Thanks, right. Chuck. Thanks. See you. Yep, no All right, that's hundred percent goggles. Uh, Charles Caslu. We have a few lines open still. If you want to talk some Dallas Supercross one, two, or three, Fly Racing Zone. Jason Thomas, what's up, JT? How are you? I'm all right. It's uh, planes, trains, and automobiles today. Right, right of course. Uh, I hear you. That'll be me tomorrow. Um, do you think four fifty wise? Who's uh, look? I said Osborne was going to win a race this year. Uh, it doesn't look good. Uh, I said Adam was going to win a race. It doesn't look good. Even though I think both guys, you know, may make it back before the end of the series, I still don't like them to jump in and win races. Out of the other three guys, outside of those three guys, who who's going to win a 450 main event? If anybody, I, I don't think anybody does. Yeah, it's going to be tough. Yep. Um, I think from just what I've seen as of late, uh, the most likely candidate would be Marvin. Uh, but, you know, he's going to need the right situation. He's going to need a track that, you know, the whoops are conducive to what he does very well. Uh, you know, we, we've seen a couple tracks like that, like the, the Orlando track where they were jumping and that got really good. You know, jumping the whoops at Orlando, too, is really the only way to go about it for most guys. Yeah. A track like that where he, if he gets a good start and puts, it, puts himself in a good position, he can certainly do it. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think he's the best guy in the class, you know, so he's going to need some help. You know, he's going to need Kenny to get a bad start and Cooper to be a little off his game or what have you. But right now, I don't know, you know, who else is healthy enough and fast enough at this point in the season to get it well, done. Okay, so I would say I, I don't think anybody does, but give Sexton a couple of races here to get up to speed and maybe he pulls it off. See, I'm, I'm out on that. Oh, you are? Okay. Um, I, I think, yeah, I think it's too late in the season, and I, I just don't think he's done enough racing. I, I mean, really, he doesn't have any, any race laps completed. Yeah, but I'm saying know? give him a couple. I'm saying give him a few. I, I just, yeah. yeah, I'm not there. Um, I, I think I think you would really, he would have really need to be building up throughout the season to get it done. You know, we saw what happened when he, he – you know, he probably would have won that Houston race, but that was when he was fresh and, and 100% healthy and prepared. And now he's had, you know, a really big setback with the shoulder. Now he's got another setback with breaking his teeth. Um, I didn't love the fitness I saw from him at Daytona. Uh, he wasn't terrible. He didn't get super tired. But to yeah. win a race against the guys that are out there right now, you have to be – everything has to be firing. And I just don't think he's going to be there, you know, by the time we get to Salt Lake. Well, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I wrote this week – I talked to, talked to Charles about this a little bit. Uh, I think Kenny – Kenny's got to do something to Webb here. I don't, I'm not saying Dallas won first practice. I'm not saying even Dallas won itself. But if he gets a chance to take a shot at Coop, I think he's got to do it, man. This is just getting too much in Coop's favor. Yeah, and, you know, it's, it's unfortunate for Kenny because this is what Cooper wants. Cooper wants a, a showdown where it's more about those two going back and forth mentally and physically than it is about Kenny being able to focus on himself. And as much as Kenny keeps saying, I'm just worrying about myself and nobody else, clearly he's not because he's making comments on the podium and chasing him down after the race and, and on and on. Um, I tend to agree with you. You know, I think in this situation, Kenny needs to be the aggressor. 
because if he lets Cooper kind of be the, the dominant force in the back and forth, that's where Cooper thrives. Like he loves being uh, the villain and the aggressor in every situation. So uh, I think when Kenny's out front, he's got to just try to run away and do his thing. But if, if he does get a chance to kind of jack with Cooper, he does need to give it back a little bit. And that's easy for us to say because we don't have millions of dollars in a championship on the line. Uh, but, but I just don't think Kenny is well served to let Cooper run over him. And, and that's overstating it. I don't think Cooper's running over him. But over time, if you look at these scenarios, Cooper has come out on top almost every single time when they've gone heads up in a you know, kind of mano a mano situation. Yeah, I just think Kenny needs to make a statement. Like, don't do something dumb like when he tried to get him back and broke his other arm, you know? Right. Uh, don't yeah. do something like that. That had no chance, that pass. It was kind of kind of yeah. silly. Right. Uh, don't was, do don't that, do that. To me, that was just pure emotion. That, right. was, that was in the middle of their – there were women involved in the situation. Like, there, that was a lot of emotion in that pass. Yeah. Um, it's got to be smarter than that. I agree with you. Yeah, yeah, smarter than that. But, dude, you know, you've said it all the time. He can ride dirty. He has the skills. All They, they yeah, all do. So, so yeah. you know, if you have a shot, Kenny, take it. And just be like, hey, I can play this game, you know. Otherwise, yeah. and, and, uh, you right. know, yeah. it's all words other than that, right? Like yeah, it, pretty it, much. You say you, you say you can play games, and you say you want to do it all, but until you actually make like put a little bit of hesitation in Cooper, like what is he scared of? Like clearly, he's not. Yeah. He's yeah. yelling at guys and calling each other, calling guys names on the starting line in Salt Lake last year. Like, right. He clearly doesn't doesn't fear these guys at all, and no. you shouldn't fear them. Not, it's not MMA. Yes, but at the yes. same time, like he, I think. Cooper deep down feels like he owns Kenny mentally. Whether that's true or not, it's not for me to decide, but I think that's what he believes. Well, and then even if Kenny does it, you know, knowing Coop, it's not going to bug him, but you just you just be like, hey, man, stop it. You know, it's just, yeah, stand your ground a little bit, yeah, right? Yeah, just stop it. I, I, can, uh, I, can, I can play this game also. So Fly Race and Moto 60 show. Uh, Trevor's on one. Trevor, what's going on? What's your question for uh, Jason Thomas? Yeah, hi. Thanks, guys. Um, yeah, I'm really wondering, uh, like, listening to the story about uh, Bobby Reagan the other night, and then just watching some of these videos, you see these guys almost like talk down to the riders, you know, some of the mechanics, some of the team members, and in a sport that's just so mental, you know, you need to be so mentally strong at all times. It's like, and from what we're learning now from other sports with their mental coaching side, I mean, it's it's almost like we kind of need to change a bit, but we still got this old school just got to be tough as nails, got to grind, got to grind. Yeah. Um, I mean, you're right. I know it's a weird question. Well, some people respond to that kind of talking, right? I mean, there's a there's right. a thousand Bobby Reagan stories of guys who rode for him. And, right, you know, he just right. walks in and yells at you and says you got to get a job or, you know what I mean, this kind of stuff, or bench, he's going to bench you or whatever. Kyle Peters told us a good one on Monday night. Right. Um, but then you see the team having success. I would argue that the bike turning – like, they didn't have much success until that new bike came out. I would argue that. Gotcha. You know. And um, I get that, like, you can't be a champion unless you're just gnarly. I mean, you got to be yes, next uh, level right. tough. But, but yeah, but then, you know – confidence levels go crazy. Yeah, I know. You're right. And then some riders, you know, like Tomac and Roxon and these, guys, these type of guys, dude, they run the teams. You know what I mean? They, yeah. they call the shots. The teams go to them to test – they they are the ones deciding what they're going to do for personal appearances, that kind of stuff. A lot of times, so do you, you know? And, and in some way, you get you you get a guy like that, you build him up, and all of a sudden, nothing they do is their fault, right? Because gotcha. you've enabled them, gotcha. you've enabled them for all those years. Gotcha. So JT, I'll okay. throw th- I'll throw this to you. It's a fine line 
of rider confidence slash speaking to a rider slash letting them walk all over you? Yeah, I think you really just need to find what works for each individual guy. Um, I, you know, I think trying to blanket an entire team or whoever, you know, you're using the example of Bobby Reagan. So I'll say a, a, a lot of riders over the years, as you mentioned, I don't think you can just approach them all the same way because you're going to really turn some guys off. And some guys just mentally aren't strong enough to handle that where other guys, I think it pisses them off and makes them ride better. So you know, there's a lot to that. If you read books about mental coaching and stuff, it's really identifying personalities, finding out what, trigger someone to get their best performance out of them and utilizing that. Uh, like I'll use myself as an example. When I got as angry as possible, I rode my best. Now, I was really angry at whoever got me that pissed off, but that's when I rode my best. And my dad would trigger that. He would intentionally piss me off, and I, I really didn't like it. But at the same time, if he got me there, I would ride my absolute best. And if I was calm, cool, and collected, I really didn't have the urgency and the intensity to ride my best. So for me, it was difficult to get that out of me, but I think um, he knew. and was like, okay, I'm just going to have to yell at him until he rides better. And, 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 you know, that's it. and JT, Ricky responded like that way too. Yeah, yeah. It's, and that's, that's com that comes from being around somebody a lot and knowing what it is. And I'll, I'll even bring up Chad Reed. You could ask him, you know, if you ever have him on the show, his best riding came from when Ellie would absolutely light him up. And it took a lot for her to get there, but you wanted to see somebody flip a switch and ride. She yeah. would just yell at him up and down, call him every name in the book. And she didn't mean it, but she, at the same time, she knew he wasn't performing to what he was capable of. Right. And she needed to, she needed to get a rise out of him and, and snap him out of whatever funk he was in. So I don't think that works for everybody. You know, some people are, are a little, they, they respond to encouragement better. Um, and some people respond to like, hey, all right, I I'm sick of you yelling at me, and I'm going to show you exactly what I can do now. And, and, and you know, I read, this, uh, I read this article, but this is a really successful hockey coach, and, and he was talking about how you, he has to know in the room who can be pushed, who can be pulled, who needs, yep. who needs to be kicking the ass. Who, you know, that's, yep. that's, that's part of a successful coach. Yeah so, yeah. so I think, Trevor, I think it's just like that in moto, right? So Yeah. Oh, yeah. Makes sense. Yep. And then I wanted to apologize because uh, – I also tweeted at you about why was no one doubling the wall jump on uh, Saturday, and then come to find out Chase put his teeth through his lip. So that yeah, was yeah. a <laughs> whole thing on my part. So yeah. I'm really sorry about that one. You know, it didn't look but, that big. No. It didn't look that big. It uh, sure didn't on TV. Right, right. But but yeah, obviously, look, the, when you got the best riders in the world and no one else even tried it, it was big. Yeah. So uh, yeah. thanks, Trevor. So. Thank you. Thank you. You know, and, and just to mention that it wasn't it wasn't as big as you would think. It was because I mean, literally, he was on the brakes to do the jump. Right. It was just right. you know, it was really more the repercussions of getting it wrong, which Chase learned. You know, if you went too long or too short, you were going to pay a pretty stiff penalty. But the jump itself, I mean, if you took the tabletop out behind it, they would do it. They would have probably done it the third or fourth lap. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. that big of a deal. Right. It was just you had to get it perfect because it threw you so high. Right. Uh, Mike's on four. Mike, what's going on? What's your question? Hey, a question. I was just thinking about you talking about rough riding with Roxon and some of those guys. Like, if you rank the guys, the elite guys in the 450 class, like, I think there's just some guys that are better at that. Like, I'm thinking Barsha, Anderson. Like, right. I don't think we've ever really seen Roxon do that. Like, can you think of a time when he's done that? I just I just think it's a risk to him. I haven't. No, I can't think off the top of my head any time he's done that. JT, you? No, not at all. No. 
So, yeah, I guess, I guess I just think, like, I don't think he should be mixing it up in that style. Like, there's some guys that just do it and get away with yeah, it and they're really good at it. But, Mike, don't you feel like he's just – he's Cooper's going to take another run at him here if he gets a shot? And then Roxon's going to maybe be the loser again and he's got to do something, you know? You know, I, I kind of like what Skip said. Like, I think he's just – I think there's more risk to, to Roxon and engaging in that way. Like, right. I think he saves it for the summer and he just destroys Cooper's – Entire yeah. summer in the first race of the year. Like that's, yeah, that's no, the move. That's, the, that's that's that skips old school coming out. Right yeah, there, you know. I don't think you have to go. I don't think you have to go take him out or anything. But at the same time, if someone is going to jack with you, you need to let them know. Like, hey, hey, this you can't just run me over here. Like, I I, I can put a, I can I can you know respond to this if I need to. Because right now, I don't believe that Cooper thinks he's going to do anything. I, there what, there what has been we, no proof. Of, go ahead. Sorry, what, what, I just think about like AC. Like AC can't really ride that style, and I think about AC mixing oh, up with Zacho. Yeah, you know, yeah. But I, AC yeah, paid I, the price. Like like Zacho well, sort okay. of well, talked th- about. If you think if if somebody makes contact with somebody and tears their ACL one time, if that's going to be the example, then I, I guess you win. But right. uh, I don't know. There's there's a lot of back and forth that goes on all the time, and usually nothing ever comes of it. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm not going to justify AC tearing his ACL because guys were stuffing each other. I guess. For me, that, that's I mean, not it, starter. It, you know, no, it happens, but that's that's the extreme example for sure. So, uh, yeah. Thanks. Yeah, no, fair enough. Thanks, man. Thanks for the call. Yep. All right, JT, we're going to do a, uh, a fly race in Moto 60 show next Thursday before Dallas 3. So I need your winners for the next two rounds uh, in Dallas for both classes. Uh, so all three? No. Just or two. the first two? The first two. Sorry. Okay. Um, I think, uh, I think Kenny bounces back this weekend. Um, I think he gets the start and I think he'll be gone. I, I don't think he'll have to deal with Cooper in the main event. That's okay. just what I, kind of what I see. Um, and then the 250 class, I think Cooper is kind of the same thing. Cooper bounces back. I think, I still think he's the best guy in the class by quite a bit. And I would bet you he did a thousand starts this week. And I think uh, we'll see much more of what we did in Orlando 1 than what we did in Daytona. So, or excuse me, Orlando 2. Dallas 2 then? Both guys doing it? Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's always tricky to make assessments another race out because we learn so much each week. Um, but right now, I think when we get back to a normal Supercross track, I think you're going to see uh, see some some fire come out of Roxon. And I I'm going to pick Cooper every time in the 250. I think Cooper's the best rider and the best starter in the class. So I have no reason to not pick Cooper every week. All right, I say they split the the first two, uh, Webb and Roxon split the first two, and Justin Cooper takes both Dallas one and okay. Dallas two. So yep, that'll that's work pretty, out. That's pretty fair. All right, thanks JT. Appreciate it. Fly Racing, flyracing.com. Okay, yeah. Thanks. Uh, all right, everybody, that's a wrap for the show. Thank you to Fly Racing. Thank you to Get, Athena, Maxis Pro Taper, FMF Vision, all on board. Kits, you were uh, simply phenomenal today. Thank you. There's not many words to yeah, capture your performance. That's much appreciated. No problem. Thank you. Uh, we will see everybody next week where we will have two races to discuss and look ahead to Dallas 3. Thanks for listening. Thanks for calling. See you next week.